Hey guys, it's Kim from Not Your Normal Horror Podcast. I'm here to tell you about the Anchor app, which is what I use to produce my podcast. It could not be any simpler. Coming from somebody who never had anything to do with podcasts before, this app does everything for you. Um, the most important part, it's free. doesn't cost a dime and you can make content to your heart's desire. Any amount of podcast you want to make, there's no limit. You do it, and that's done. Uh, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my phone because I'm brand new to this and don't have podcasting equipment yet, but eventually I will, and I will probably still use my phone because the Anchor app is just that easy. Uh, they will also distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere podcasts are available, Anchor will distribute it for you. Nothing for you to do except for sit back and, and watch it grow. Watch your listeners grow. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is pretty cool. Um, I just started this as a hobby, and now I can make money from it. It's basically just everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, you don't have to go here, there, all over the place to get your podcast out. You record it, you edit it, you submit it, and it's out into the world for everyone to hear. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and start your own podcast. It couldn't be simpler. Again, that's the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome back to Not Your Normal Horror. I'm Kim and that's it. Nobody's here with me. I'm going to be doing this one solo. Uh, husband Jay is not home yet and I felt bad that I hadn't gotten a podcast out yet, so I didn't want to waste any more time. I just literally finished the notes five minutes ago, and I was like, let's just go ahead and record, so I'm going to get it done. So this is going to be very different for me because normally I have somebody to play off of, and I'm just going to be sitting here talking to myself and my dog. She's in the room with me, but she doesn't, she's not a very good co-host. She doesn't talk back, so uh, I guess I'll just dive right in. I went ahead and did a podcast for haunted locations for every state in America. Uh, because I wanted to, I mean, the last one was what, Gertrude Banaszewski, and that one was rough. So this one's not so bad. This one's this one should be fun. So I'm just going to jump right in and start with Camden, Alabama. The Gaines Ridge Dinner Club has been named the most haunted restaurant in Alabama. The popular restaurant is located in a 1820s antebellum home and is well known for its family of ghosts. Several guests have reported hearing screams, the aroma of pipe smoke when no one is smoking, a floating woman in the windows, the cries of a baby, and apparitions in mirrors of a tall, bearded man in black. The owner reports her experiences with the ghost as ghost, ghost truths rather than ghost stories because she has absolute conviction that they have that, that they happened to her. She says she heard the mysterious screams of a coworker who denied calling out to her even though they both heard the yelling. That was Alabama. Um, 
Up next is Night Mute Alaska. A little girl is said to haunt the school's bathrooms, and she is known to flush toilets and to flick the lights on and off. She isn't confined just to the bathroom, though. She's also been heard wandering around the school humming, and she often plays with basketballs if they are left unattended in the gym. Unfortunately, nobody is actually sure who this ghost girl actually is, but a grave was discovered underneath room 106, which might explain the origin of the hauntings of Nightmute High School. Up next, we have Yuma, Arizona. The spirits of dead inmates are said to haunt the territorial prison in Yuma. There are 111 deaths at the territorial prison, and 104 of them are buried in the prison cemetery. The main cause of the majority of deaths was consumption, better known as tuberculosis. Eight inmates were shot while trying to escape. Two were killed by falling rocks. Yikes. Some drowned in the river. A couple were murdered by their cellmates. Two areas are supposedly haunted of the territorial prison. One is the main cell block area where cell number 14 is located. Supposedly, the ghost of John Ryan haunts this cell. He was in prison for a crime against nature and disliked by the guards and convicts. Not being able to handle this, Ryan allegedly hung himself in this cell. The other area that is haunted is the dark cell where a little girl lived in the 1930s during the Great Depression. According to lore, her spirit never left. Number four is Monticello, Arkansas. The Allen House in Monticello is named for its original owner, Joe Lee Allen. The house was built in 1905 and was the home of the Allen family for many years. Although Joe died in 1917, his wife Katie stayed in the home with the three Allen children, Liddell, Lonnie Lee, and Lewis. Liddell committed suicide in one of the bedrooms by drinking potassium cyanide. Her motivation to commit suicide was unexplained for years. Her mother, Katie Allen, kept the room completely closed off from the rest of the house. After Katie's death in 1954, the property was split into rental apartments. Renters began reporting footsteps and moans from the bedroom where Liddell died. In 1985, new owners bought the house and opened the bedroom. It, was, it still contained the bottle of cyanide in a closet. The house changed owners twice. Mark and Rebecca Spencer purchased the Allen house in 2007 and had a complete paranormal investigation done in 2008. The investigators recorded over 40 voice phenomena and had their own paranormal experiences during the investigation. On August 22, 2009, Liddell's love letters were discovered in, in the attic floor. Over 90 letters detail her 1948 love affair, which ended with her suicide on Christmas night. After personally experiencing paranormal phenomena within the house and discovering Liddell's love stories, love letters, I'm sorry, owner Mark Spencer wrote the book, A Haunted Love Story. The Allen House can be booked for tours any time of the year. If you want to go to Arkansas and do that, more than welcome. Um, San Francisco, California, the famous maximum security prison located in the San Francisco Bay, Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary earned a reputation as one of the most brutal and inhumane prisons in the country during its heyday. Today, visitors flock to the tourist attraction, which many experts believe to be haunted. I would love to go there. During its days of operation, prisoners were said to be tortured and paranormal investigators believe that many of the haunts are their spirits seeking revenge. 
Inexplicable events like the sound of someone playing the banjo spooked prison guards and visitors alike. Many believe this to be the spirit of Al Capone, who spent his last days at the prison playing the banjo in the shower room to avoid being killed in the yard. The smell of smoke, the sounds of cell doors slamming, disembodied voices moanings, moaning, and screams have all been reported. Next up is Denver, Colorado. <clears throat> Philip Peters was found murdered in his home after a concerned neighbor called the police to check on him, but detectives couldn't even couldn't find even a single piece of physical physical evidence at the scene aside from the bloodied rod. Detectives were left puzzled by how all doors and windows were locked with no obvious signs of forced entry. The media later later dubbed the crime scene as Denver Ghost House Slaying. His wife, Helen, returned from the hospital as a widow and continued to live in her home with the housekeeper she hired. The housekeeper shortly moved out in fear the house was haunted as food went missing, household items were moved, and strange noises were heard. Helen eventually moved to Grand Junction in western Colorado to live with her son. I might have to do an episode on this one. Like, dude died in his house by himself, and there was no... Everything was locked up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into that one. Future episode. Uh, number seven is New Haven, Connecticut. The Evergreen Cemetery is one of the most well-known haunted places in New Haven. The most popular ghost story is the legend of Mary Hart. In 1872, Mary Hart was supposedly buried alive. Her aunt had the townspeople dig up the coffin and reopen it. Apparently, Mary's fingernails were bloody, and the inside of the coffin had multiple scratch marks. According to local legend, Midnight Mary wanders around the cemetery at night. They also warn people never to visit her grave at midnight. In fact, the people shall be troubled at midnight and pass away is engraved on Mary's gravestone. Is, yeah, is engraved on Mary's gravestone. That's guaranteed to send a chill up your spine. I'm not going to Mary's grave. No, thank you. Up next, we've got Dover, Delaware. The governor's mansion in Dover is believed to be the most haunted house in Delaware. Having been built in 1917, I'm sorry, 1790 and its first reported ghost sighting back in 1815, it certainly has a claim to be. The owners back then were Dr. and Mrs. Martin Bates. During a visit, a well-known itinerant preacher named Mr. Lorenzo Dow was attending breakfast with the Bates when Mrs. Bates asked him if he would lead a prayer. Mr. Dow, hesitant, suggested they wait for the other person in the house. Surprised, Mrs. Bates explained nobody else was in the house with them. Dow described the man he had just passed on the staircase as an older man. There was no older man there. So that's that's a little crazy. Um, up next is St. Augustine, Florida. A replica of the original building, today's Spanish military hospital located near the Spanish Quarter, is known for its abundance of supernatural activity. This hospital served thousands of people throughout its working history, including the severely injured soldiers of several wars. During the years 1784 to 1821, many sick and injured people were treated and many more died. Amputations were common and there was an epidemic of yellow fever. Visitors report all kinds of paranormal events, including sick beds sliding across the floor, the smell of sulfur, and if you've seen Supernatural, you know that means demons. 
and the tortured moans and cries of disembodied souls. During the renovation of the building's water lines, piles of human bones were found underneath the building. Sources say the bones most likely belong to a Timucuan, Timucuan Indian tribe and that the building was probably constructed directly on top of their burial site. Ghostly encounters continue to this day and include objects moving and shaking for no obvious reason, the appearance of orbs and ectoplasm in photographs, and overwhelming feelings of fear coming over guests as they tour the hospital. Yikes. Whew. Uh, number 10 is Atlanta, Georgia. On December 7th, 1946, the Weinkauf Hotel in downtown Atlanta went up in flames, and 119 of its occupants, including the 76-year-old owners William Fleming Weinkauf and Grace Smith Weinkauf, were killed during the unbelievable tragedy. That hotel fire has gone down in history as the deadliest hotel fire in United States history, so it's only fitting that ghost sightings and supernatural occurrences have continued to be documented there, even as it has lived a new life as the Ellis Hotel. Some people claim to have smelled smoke, heard screaming, or seen apparitions while staying there. And there are also accounts that the fire alarm sometimes goes off in the wee hours of the morning, around the same time that the blaze first started to engulf the hotel 75 years ago. Next up is Oahu, Hawaii. The Hilton Hawaiian Village is located on 22 acres of pristine beachfront property on the island of Oahu. The, res the resort offers its guests much more than easy access to the beach. It also affords guests with rooms in the largest hotel in the Hilton chain. Guests also get to enjoy over 90 boutiques and shops, numerous restaurants that serve a broad range of international cuisine, as well as the largest pool on the island. Guests can also pamper themselves at Waikiki's Waikiki's largest spa. Guests to the Hilton Hawaiian Village also have the opportunity to experience some paranormal activity. One legend states that back in 1959, a hotel employee watched a young woman vanish right before his eyes. There are claims someone murdered the young woman in her room at the hotel. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Other sightings by guests and hotel staff include that of a beautiful woman in a red dress. People have seen her roaming the hotel's halls, while other people claim to have seen her on the beach. There are claims the woman in red is Madame Pele, the volcano goddess. Next up is Boise, Idaho. The Idaho Penitentiary housed over 13,000 inmates when it was a functional prison. Not all the residents served their time peacefully. The building was a site of many violent riots, culminating in the fire that shut it down for good in 1973. According to some accounts, the spirits of former prisoners still roam the halls. Visitors have reported overwhelming feelings of anxiety and dread upon entering the place, and some even claim to have heard unexplained whispers and screams. Next up is Chicago, Illinois. Today, it's known as the Nederlander Theater, but in 1903, it was called the Iroquois theater and became the site of an infamous fire despite claims that the building was fireproof kind of like the titanic was unsinkable they learned that day during the blaze the fire doors were locked trapping 2,000 patrons inside when the flames subsided 602 people were pronounced dead 212 of them children it took more than five hours to retrieve the bodies in the alley behind the theater functioning as a temporary morgue 
Today, reports of faint cries, apparitions, and feelings of being touched or even pushed by invisible entities have been reported in that same spot, hence the nickname Death Alley. Our next creepy location is Bristol, Indiana. The Elkhart Civic Theater, housed in a 1897 building, is said to be haunted by ghosts who send books and papers flying off shelves, levitate small objects, run sewing machines, and pro- project moving shafts, shafts of light. Shadows and an apparition of a floating, dark-haired woman have been seen by both staff members and theater guests. Ooh, maybe that's me. Staff members claim to have been grabbed by a ghost when no one else is around. Percy, a.k.a. Percival Hilbert, is the name of the ghost believed to reside here. He was a handyman who lived in the basement with his wife and two daughters after they were evicted in the Depression era. His spirit is said to manifest as moving shafts of light. He is also believed to have turned up in a photo during a photo during a ghost hunt. I'm going to find that one and hopefully post it. Um, next, we have Farrar, Iowa. Built in 1921 on donated farmland, the once abandoned schoolhouse sits isolated with only a few buildings around, including a 150-year-old cemetery across the street. After closing its doors in 2001 and sitting abandoned for five years, a local couple purchased the building and quickly realized that it was not completely empty. Voices slamming doors, shadow people, and orbs commonly appear. A small boy was was spotted standing motionless on the stairwell. An unseen figure helped steady one of the owners who lost their balance on the stairs. So at least they have friendly ghosts there, or helpful ghosts. That's a that's a plus. Next up, we've got Atchison, Kansas. The Sally House, an unassuming home in Kansas, is rumored to be the dark lair for a demon who takes on the form of a little girl because of a family's bizarre experiences there. Now, if any of you guys watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, they did an uh, episode on this house. So good. So good. I want to visit this house, too. I cr- I'm crazy. I don't. I know. So, in the early 90s, new renters Deborah and Tony Pickman claimed they saw strange, occur- strange occurrences in the house, including lights flickering, apparitions, possessions, unexplained voices, and strange scratches, marks, and burns on their bodies. These occurrences seem to have been the work of a ghost of a young girl named Sally. Former renters Bobby and Colleen Humbard and their daughter Heather also claimed to have seen or heard Sally, whom Heather claimed was her imaginary friend. But apparently Sally isn't some harmless ghost. Theories around her malevolent presence in the house, as well as some evidence of satanic rituals in the basement, suggest that Sally is, in fact, a demon disguised as a young girl. Little girl ghosts, man, I swear. They're the creepiest. So, our next place is Prospect, Kentucky. And this is another one that was from BuzzFeed Unsolved. Bobby Mackey's music world has gained quite a name for itself as being one of the most haunted places in Kentucky. It even has a sign in the store which says they are not liable for anything that the ghosts do there. The most haunted nightclub in America is owned by country singer Bobby Mackey, and legend has it that this site has a very violent past. So much so that Bobby Mackey's music world has had an exorcism. According to legends, the club was once the site of a slaughterhouse in the 19th century before it was forcibly closed for terrible conditions. 
It's then said that it became a satanic cult site before the murder of Pearl Bryan that took place just 2.5 miles away from the property. There is also the legend of Johanna, who committed suicide with poison in the 1940s after her father murdered her lover in a dressing room. Whilst there are no public records of these events, the paranormal activity at Bobby Mackey's Music World has been happening to people for years, and many suspects many suspect that something dark lurks in the shadows here. So much so that this place has been called Hell's Gate. The activity that people have claimed to, to have experienced here is absolutely terrifying. Janet Mackey, Bobby's wife, has claimed to have been thrown down the stairs and screamed at by a paranormal force. <coughs> she won't even enter the club anymore. Many others have heard disembodied voices, growls, seen trash cans been thrown across the room, and were even scratched. I don't know. I don't think I could handle that place. It sounds fun, kind of, but also not really. Up next, we've got Shreveport, Louisiana. The Logan Mansion was built in 1897 for beer distributor named Lafayette R. Logan. Local legend said that 11-year-old Theodora Hunt leapt to her death from the front window of the attic in 1904, only seven years after it was built. The current owners, Vicki and Billy Lebrun, now keep a log of all the all the creepy things that happen in the house, like items that move from their spots, a door that locks and unlocks itself, and the giggles of a young girl in the attic. There have even been sightings of ghosts in the attic window, right where the little girl fell to her death. Um, next up is Randolph, Maine. The old narrow gouge... Gauge? Sorry. The old narrow gauge route is said to be haunted by the ghost of a local who went missing here. Neither he nor his bike were ever found. Nobody was ever arrested for the presumed crime, but many people believe he was killed by someone he knew. Today, people report seeing orbs and spirits along the, with scary screams to get out. Whew. The trail itself is a bit more than a mile and follows part of the historic Kennebec Central Railroad roadbed. That was my dog gagging in the background. She does that all the time. Sorry about that. Um, number 20 is my home state, Waldorf, Maryland. After John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln, he broke his leg jumping from a balcony. He went to Dr. Mudd to get help and set his leg and allowed him to stay with him for a few days. Later, Dr. Mudd was sent to prison for it, and the incident forever tarnished his reputation. Today, visitors at the house say they felt cold presences and heard unexplained knocking. Sometimes the bed that Booth slept in is all messed up, even though nobody is allowed to touch it. The house was featured on Ghost Hunters, and they picked up a strange voice saying, I am innocent. So the question remains, is this house really haunted? And who was haunting it, John Wilkes Booth or Dr. Mudd? I passed by the sign so many times that says the house of Dr. Dr. Mud, and I've never thought to go to it, but I guess I'm gonna have to. It's not that far. Um, number 21 is Taunton, Massachusetts. Taunton State Hospital, or the State Lunatic Hospital at Taunton, as it was formerly known, was abandoned in 1975. In the 1800s, there were rumors that the hospital was being operated by a satanic cult 
who would take patients into the basement to conduct dark rituals and even human sacrifices. There are apparently still some strange and unexplained markings on the wall of the basements, and while the hospital was still open, staff would attempt to go downstairs into the basement area only for them to feel something physically stopping them from reaching that bottom step. Staff also reported seeing a shadow man who would crawl along the walls and often lurked in quarters watching the patients. That's so creepy. That is so creepy. The most famous resident of Taunton State Hospital was probably serial killer Jane Topan, who killed more than 31 people while working as a nurse. I've heard of her. She's a bitch. Um, Number 22 is Holly, Michigan. Originally built in 1891 to serve travelers of the Flint and Holly Railroad line, the Holly Hotel was burned to the ground twice before, but today it's a popular restaurant set in a picturesque country town. It's been visited by paranormal experts numerous times and considered to be a hotbed of spirits, although whether these spirits are good, bad, or mainly of the Jack Daniel variety remains unclear. Mysterious music, disembodied voices, and unsettling smells have been reported in the building over the years, and the Holly Hotel itself seems to be proud of its ghost, going so far as to include a whole section about them on its website. Number 23 is the Salk Center, is, I'm sorry, is Salk Center, Minnesota. The Palmer House Hotel has been visited by paranormal enthusiasts from across the country, including the crew of Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, and more recently, Dave and Bruce Tango from the sci-fi program Ghost Hunters. Room 17 is supposed to be the scariest, inhabited by a phantom prostitute named Lucy, who, rumor has it, was murdered at Salk Center House, a brothel that burned to the ground more than 120 years ago. The swanky Palmer House Hotel was built atop its grounds one year later. Room 22, meanwhile, is haunted by Raymond, Lucy's mean-spirited pimp. Good news for amateur investigators. The hotel owner speaks candidly about guests' most chilling encounters. All right. Number 24 is Enterprise, Mississippi. You may have heard of a group of outlaws known as the Dalton Gang who specialized in bank and train robberies. Well, legend has it that one of the members, known as Stucky, opened an inn close to the Chunky River. He would stand outside with a lantern in order to guide those traveling the river to his inn. However, once everybody was asleep, Stucky would murder his guests, rob them, and throw their bodies into the river. What a swell guy. When his scheme was uncovered, Stucky was captured and hanged from the railings of the bridge. Now it seems that his restless soul haunts that very bridge. He has been seen walking with his lantern, still in search of new victims, and he is sometimes seen hanging from the bridge as he did on the day of his execution. However, the most terrifying encounters are up close and personal, with one witness even claiming to have been pushed off the bridge by an angry apparition. Be careful if you decide to visit Stucky's Bridge. I don't think I'm going to visit Stucky's Bridge, personally. Um, next up, we've got Kansas City, Missouri. <clears throat> the Epperson House of the University of Missouri, Kansas City, is a labyrinth of ghostly happenings. The legend tells the tale of Harriet Evelyn Barse who died in the home at the age of 47. Witnesses report seeing her figure in the window, dressed in a gown, and the sound of organ music at nighttime. Also, in 1979, 
a patrol officer claimed that his car was hit from behind at the house when he heard the sound of shattered glass. When he went to investigate, he found nothing there. Security guards at the home also claimed to hear phantom footsteps and have experienced other paranormal events. Next up is Great Falls, Montana. The most haunted bar in Montana can be found in the lobby of the old Davenport Hotel and is apparently home to between 12 and 20 spirits, according to the many paranormal investigators who have explored it. Employees and guests have experienced glasses falling off shelves for no reason, taps on the shoulder when no one is there, and actual ghost sightings. It isn't uncommon for bar patrons to suddenly feel cold chills that have nothing to do with what they're drinking. Next is Springfield, Nebraska. People have reported some truly crazy happenings at Ball Cemetery, which is thought to be one of the most haunted places in Nebraska. A tall male apparition sometimes attacks nighttime visitors, and a female ghost laughs, speaks, and tugs on people's clothing. Oh, rude. Photographs taken here often contain anomalies, which believers swear are evidence of ghostly presences. I would like to capture a ghost picture just once in my life. (sighs) One day. Number 28 is Boulder City, Nevada. Or Nevada. I'm not sure how to say it because I don't live there. So I go with Nevada. Boulder Dam Hotel is said to have many ghosts. Visitors have reported several ghostly activities here, such as the feeling of a hand on their shoulder or hands coming through the floor and grabbing one of their ankles. No, thank you. The ghost of night clerk Tommy Thompson has also been seen haunting the hotel's lobby. I mean, goddamn, if I go somewhere and a ghost hand comes up through the floor and grabs my ankle, I'm clumsy as fuck as it is. Like, I don't need you to grab my ankle and trip me. It's, I don't need that. Anyways, next up is um, Concord, New Hampshire, or New Hampshire. Again, I don't know how to say it. I don't live there. New Hampshire State Hospital in Concord was originally known as the decidedly more creepy name, New Hampshire Asylum for the Insane, when it first opened, and it has a very similar history to some of the other asylums in New England, such as Danvers State Hospital in Massachusetts. In short, the conditions here were brutal and patients were neglected, abused, tortured, and even experimented on. Like so many asylums at the time, New Hampshire State Hospital was closed down amidst allegations about the lack of care given to patients. However, not before this pain and suffering left a permanent scar on the building. Although the hospital now lies abandoned, it is certainly not empty. Those who have come to visit report hearing phantom footsteps and disembodied screams. They have encountered cold spots and seen objects pushed off tables or shelves by unseen hands. That's another thing I want to do. I want to explore an abandoned mental institution just once. Like, I don't want to make it a thing and do it all the time. I just want to do it once and say I've done it. That's bucket list. That is serious bucket list stuff right there. I said to nobody except Snickers, but she's not listening to me, so... To you guys, that's a bucket list item. Okay, up next. Clifton, New Jersey. Whenever a place is known as the Gates of Hell, you can be sure that there is some kind of horrifying tale connected with it, and this network of tunnels and storm drains in Clifton, New Jersey is no exception. It may or may not be an actual hell mouth, but regardless, it is a place that is bound to give you nightmares. 
quite aside from the paranormal aspect, this creepy spot is extremely dangerous and is known to flood rapidly with foul-smelling water. The scary tales that relate to it include witnesses finding animal bones left over from sacrifices, strange whispers coming out of the darkness, hidden rooms, and of course the much-hyped portal to hell, which is said to be guarded by a spirit known as Red-Eyed Mike. I am on the fence about this one. I don't think I want to go there. I'm not going there. That's New Jersey. Who wants to go to New Jersey? No offense to you New Jerseyans listening. Sorry. Um, number 31 is Artesian, Artesia, hmm, Artesia, New Mexico. One of the th- creepiest things about Atoka School is that it more or less just closed overnight, and to this day, nobody actually seems to know why. Did something terrible happen there? Is that why it is so haunted? Nobody knows. In fact, the school is not the only establishment to close down rapidly in this building. Over the years, it has served a number of purposes, and every single time, the business has closed more or less overnight (coughs) with little to no warning. These days, there is a popular place for teenagers to hang out and try to scare each other. They usually do not have to try very hard, since most who have visited said there is a dark energy that lives in the walls, and many reports having heard groans, snarls, and what can only be described as demonic voices. I don't want to find demonic voices. I just want to find a friendly ghost like Casper. That's all. I just want to get, I want Casper. Number 32, Manhattan, New York. Not only is the Gothic style Dakota building, which first opened its doors in 1884, one of the most exclusive residences in Manhattan, but it's also reportedly one of the most haunted buildings in New York City. Tragically, John Lennon of the Beatles fame was murdered outside of the Dakota on December 8th, 1980. Yoko Ono still lives at the, the Dakota and claims she once viewed Lennon's ghost sitting at his legendary white piano. When he was alive, Lennon told Ono he witnessed a crying lady ghost in the Dakota. Other ghosts witnessed by Dakota residents over the years include a playful girl in a yellow dress and a very creepy looking short guy donning an ill-fitting wig. That sounds creepy. In addition, paranormal activity reported at the Dakota includes phantom footsteps, mysterious noises, and objects moving on their own. I'd go there. Number 33 is Raleigh, North Carolina. Legend has it that former inhabitants of the North Carolina State Capitol building still remain. A former night watchman heard noises, which included screaming, doors slamming, and books hitting the floor in the third-story library, breaking glass, keys jingling, and the sound of footsteps. The same watchman also said the manually operated elevator went up and down by itself. A building curator also said that he heard sounds from the committee room off the Senate chamber, and when he went to go look, saw an apparition which dissolved. Hmm. Number 34 is Harvey, North Dakota. At Harvey Public Library, witnesses have experienced flickering lights, missing objects, and strange computer glitches. The mischievous ghost causing all of this chaos is believed to be a woman named Sophie. Sophie lived on the site of the library when she was killed by her husband with a hammer in the 1930s. Number 35 is Saddamsville, Ohio. The Saddamsville Rectory which is one of the four buildings that once belonged to Our Lady of Perpetual Help Church, is said to be haunted by an evil spirit. 
The building historically housed priests, including Father Donald McLeod, who was hit by a train in the 1800s and whose ghost has been seen wandering near the building. According to the Travel Channel show Ghost Adventures, which went to Saddamsville to perform an exorcism on the property, this once holy place of peace and rest, however, has been plagued by a violent, demonic spirit. The current owners of the rectory have experienced ice-cold breezes on boiling hot days, overwhelming and spontaneous feelings of melancholy, and have been scratched and shoved by unseen forces. Rude. People have also reported hearing unexplained voices, seeing doors opening and closing on their own, as well as witnessing the spirit of a child with a noose around its neck. Oof. I don't like that at all. Number 36 is El Reno, Oklahoma. Cold spots, loud footsteps chasing you, and slamming doors. These are the events that have taken place in, in historic Fort Reno, <clears throat> an area established in 1874 that served as a fort, a remount depot, and German war prisoner camp during World War II. Visitors claim that no spooky entities appear before them. Still, they do experience strange events like seeing creepy faces in the windows. Oh, I hate windows because of that reason. And mirrors. I always feel like I'm going to see a creepy face in the mirror, other than my own. Water faucets turning on by themselves in the visitor center and mysterious orbs showing up in photographs. All right, we're up to number 37, which is Baker City, Oregon. Opening in 1889, following the gold rush that built Baker City, the Geyser Grand was the finest hotel between Portland and Salt Lake City during its heyday. It's also one of the most haunted, and there doesn't appear to be just one ghost, but an entire squad of them that like to get rowdy after midnight on the third floor. Rude. Employees have heard laughing, glasses clinking, and conversations, but cannot find the source when investigating. It is also said that the lady in blue haunts room 302, where she once lived, and can get a bit frisky with men sitting at her bar stool in the saloon. Luckily, the ghosts that haunt the geyser grand seem to be friendly and more into having a good time than scaring anyone. Yeah, man, they just want to party. They're, they don't care about anything else. They just want to party. I'd like to know what they mean by she gets a little frisky with the men, though. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Number 38 is McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Long ago, an orphanage stood in place of Culturville Cemetery. A tragic fire ripped through the orphanage in the dark of night, killing many of the young children. Listen carefully as you enter the cemetery, either by vehicle or by foot, for you may just hear the footsteps and giggles of those lost children. When you leave the cemetery, glance out your rearview mirror. Others before you have claimed to see the shadows of the orphanage on fire. Pull over after you've left the cemetery lot to see if a child's handprint appears on your window. Dude, I'm so doing that. <clears throat> I'm down. Let's take a road trip with me to McKeesport, Pennsylvania. It's like right outside Pittsburgh. Eh, not a big deal. We can do this. Sorry, I have to take a drink of water because my throat is very scratchy. Number 39, Providence, Rhode Island. The Biltmore Hotel in Providence is said to be one of the most haunted hotels in Rhode Island. It was named as America's most haunted hotel in 2000 and apparently the and was apparently the inspiration 
for Robert Block's Bates Motel and played a role in Stephen King's creation of the Overlook Hotel in his book, The Shining. When the Biltmore Hotel was first built, it was backed by prominent Satanist Johann Lise Weisskopf. It is said that in the early years, there were many satanic rituals conducted on the property, including some involving sacrifices. The hotel also became a hotspot during Prohibition, and a number of high-profile murders took place amidst the rowdy parties involving police officers and even the mayor. All of this has led to a range of paranormal activity. Guests often hear the sounds of rowdy parties coming from empty rooms long after the hotel bars have closed. One of the strangest reports connected to the hotel is that from time to time, guests will simply vanish during the night. <clears throat> this started in 2008 when new owners boarded up the basement ritual rooms in an attempt to clean up the hotel. Modern Satanists claim that this is because the rituals were actually for purification and were keeping the evil spirits at bay. I believe that. Can you imagine, like, you, like the the guests just simply vanish that's crazy is it they vanish or they're like dipping out not trying to pay for their room that's why they make you pay with your credit card on file first number 40 is greenville south carolina greenville tuberculosis hospital is a building with a very colorful history it started out as a hospital for tuberculosis tuberculosis patients but it has also served as an insane asylum and a prisoner release site over its lifetime, so it's really no surprise that it has some spooky tales to tell. It is a popular spot for paranormal investigators to explore, and there have been many strange sounds and disembodied voices heard here. Some of them have even been recorded. The noises include banging, screaming, and the clanging of bells. The hospital is actually long gone, having burned down some time ago, but the area is now a park and locals often see shadow figures wandering around, sometimes even straying into nearby homes. Bro, let a, let a ghost that don't belong here walk up in my house. I'm going to be mad as shit. Get the sage. <clears throat> Number 41 is Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The Orpheum Theater in Sioux Falls is said to be home to a ghost known as Larry. The historic theater was built in 1913 and was sold to the Sioux Falls Community Playhouse in 1954. It was around this time that Larry first started to make his presence known. The new owners stumbled on an old and very ornate casket in the theater's boiler room, but when they returned to clean out the room, it was gone. This became the norm around the theater when strange with strange object object. <laughs> This became the norm around the theater with strange objects appearing and disappearing at random. In 1959, things stepped up a gear. An actor called Ray Loftinez spotted the figure of a man bathed in a blue-green light who was standing on the balcony pointing at him. He then felt a blast of cold air before being knocked unconscious by a falling sandbag twice. Larry has also manifested as a shadow man in photographs from time to time. Nobody knows for sure who Larry is. He was just given the name at some point. Larry! Does anybody know what that's from? Huh. There is one popular tale which suggests that he could be an actor who disappeared in the middle of a dress rehearsal. Apparently, his castmates heard a gunshot in the light booth and went to investigate, finding a pool of blood, but no body. Oh, Larry... 
Number 42, Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Sheraton Reed House Hotel is one of the haunted hotels in Tennessee that has verified ghosts haunting the, pro- the building. The hotel has served in an elegant place. Hmm, the hotel has served as an elegant place to stay for people since the late 1800s. It has also been home to deaths by natural causes as well as murders and suicides. The ghost of Annalisa Netherly is believed to haunt room 311, the location where her husband murdered her upon finding out she was having an affair. Outside of room 311, things get moved around in rooms. People see shadows and mirrors. Some people have even claimed to see what appears to be someone reclining on the bed when no one is there. Some guests of the hotel and former employees state there is also the ghost of a man and a woman who may have been a prostitute haunting the hotel to this day. Some say the man's ghost hangs around because he was either murdered or committed suicide while on the premises. Number 43 is Mineral Wells, Texas. If you're looking for evidence of the paranormal, then the sheer number and variety of the reports emanating from Haunted Hill House will leave you astounded. EVPs are commonplace. Love EVPs. The dark figure of a man known as the Shadow Man is also another common sighting. Don't love the Shadow Man. The most unsettling of all the happenings here, however, is the sheer number of physical attacks people have reported, from being scratched and pushed to even being bitten. That's so rude. Simply put, this is one of the most haunted houses in Texas. If you want to experience a truly haunted location, then this is it. Many people have been freaked so freaked out by the paranormal activity here, they've run out of the building never to return. Jess, do not go to Haunted Hill House when you move to Texas. Okay, thanks. If you do, take pictures for me because you love me. Okay, number 44 is Provo, Utah. Rock Canyon in Provo is a popular climbing spot, but only for experienced climbers. Y'all, this one freaked me the fuck out just picturing it. Okay, sorry. There have been a number of deaths due to climbers losing their grip on the steep rock face and plummeting into the canyon below. These tragic deaths have contributed to the negative energy in the area and the surrounding campgrounds are believed to be haunted. The most common sighting is of a man standing on one of the high rocky ledges. He is said to stare down at the living before running straight towards them at an impossible angle down the steep rock face. He vanishes into thin air just before he is about to make contact with the ground. Dude, I pictured that as I was reading it and writing writing it up on the notes. That's terrifying. And of course, it didn't help that my work phone went off exactly when I read that. So, like, I, of course, I jumped because that was just really freaky timing. But you don't picture that like you're climbing something and then like you look up and some dude is like staring at you and comes running at you full force. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to die. You're going to fall off and die because what else can you do? That's what I would do. Okay. Number 45, not intentionally die. Of course, number 45 is Burlington, Vermont. The University of Vermont is the largest higher education institute in Vermont. It was established in 1791 and was the fifth university founded across New England. The school welcomes thousands of students every year, but it seems as though many of them never actually leave. Over the years, many homes were bought and absorbed into the campus. One of these properties is the Counseling Center, which was once the home of Captain John Nabb. The staff say that he is still there and makes himself known by knocking over buckets and slamming doors and windows. Rude. Similarly, similarly, hmm. 
the nearby public relations building is said to be haunted by its former owner, John E. Booth, who makes various banging noises all over the house. Also rude. The most haunted house on the campus is said to be the Bittersweet House, where many people have reported seeing full-body apparitions. It is believed that the ghost there is Margaret Smith, who was widowed at a young age and spent the rest of her life as a recluse until she died in the house in 1961. Not all of the ghosts at the University of Vermont are former residents. There is a far more tragic spirit in the Converse Residence Hall. In 1920, a young med student called Henry committed suicide in the building and is still there, manifesting himself in the form of poltergeist activity. Sounds like the other two are also poltergeist activity with the banging and slamming and knocking shit over. Rude. (sighs) Number 46, Virginia Beach, Virginia. We are almost there, y'all. Princess Anne Country Club is well known in Virginia Beach as one of the area's most notorious haunted buildings. There are a number of spirits here, and the most disconcerting thing is that they are mostly malevolent, making the haunting here a little bit more terrifying. Among the entities that have been reported here are phantom men who chase people away from the building, and a particular, particularly, why have such trouble with that? And a particularly mean male spirit who wears a cape. However, not all the spirits here are nasty. There is a female spirit who is described as a bride and is usually accompanied by the sound of eerie old-fashioned music drifting from the bar area of the country club. When the property was being renovated, construction workers also claimed they could hear what sounded like the dining room being set up for dinner service, complete with jangling silverware and clinking glasses. This suggests that there are also spirits here who are former employees. Number 47 is Seattle, Washington. Once known as the Butterworth Building, this former mortuary is now a very popular bar called Kell's Irish Pub. It is not only one of the most haunted locations in Washington State, but is considered to be the most haunted pub in North America and has even been the focus of a couple different paranormal television shows. A large number of bodies have passed through the mortuary thanks to disease epidemics, mining accidents, and violent crime, and that has certainly left its mark on the property. Just some of the unexplained activity that has been documented here includes mirrors spontaneously shattering for no reason, plaster falling from the walls, glasses being swiped off of surfaces by unseen hands, and disembodied voices. The owner also claims to have seen an apparition sitting at the end of the bar, which he described as a mixed-race man with very thin hands and wearing a suit jacket. A former mortuary turned into a bar. That's crazy. Number 48, Lewisburg, West Virginia. The General Lewis Inn is apparently haunted by at least three separate ghosts. Room 208 is apparently being haunted by the Lady in White. There are also the ghosts of a slave named Reuben who was apparently hanged in the room that now serves as the dining room. Guests have reported seeing him sitting in the corner of the room, and sometimes people see a napkin float in the air before falling to the table. There have also been reports of the spirit of an unnamed little girl who was often heard crying in room 206, but when people enter the room to check on her, there is nobody there. The White Lady is the most famous of the three ghosts, and she is said to haunt room 208. It is not clear who she is or why she is haunting the hotel, but there is a portrait of her hanging in her room. There's a portrait of her hanging in the room. How do they not know who she is? Like She's got to be connected to the place somehow. Somebody needs to do some digging. 
Number 49, Lando Lakes, Wisconsin, which until today, I literally did not know Lando Lakes was a real place. That just blew my mind. Summer Wind was once a summer home for Robert P. Lamont, who was the Secretary of Commerce under the Hoover administration. The property was built in 1916, and if the stories are to be believed, it was plagued by ghosts from the outset. When Lamont died, the property passed through a number of owners before the Henshaw family bought it sometime in the 1970s. They soon began to experience the paranormal activity that Lamont did, shadow figures and strange unexplained noises. Arnold Henshaw claimed that he found human remains behind a secret door in the closet, but there is no record of him ever officially reporting it. I don't think I would either, though. That's crazy to me. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. The next owner was Raymond Bober, who reported seeing a ghost that he believed was an 18th century explorer named Jonathan Carver. The manor was eventually abandoned in the 1980s, and a lightning, lightning strike burned it to the ground. The remains of Summerwind can still be found hidden away in the woods, and many people also claim they have seen the ghost and heard disembodied voices in the area. Now, Summerwind, I am pretty sure I saw one of those ghost shows. I don't even remember which one it was. It wasn't like the um the ghost like the paranormal investigator shows, but like a a show about haunted places. And I know that they did Summerwind on there. I have to figure out which show that was. Because I know Summerwind sounds very familiar. I have to look into it. And then the last but not least is Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming. The majority of people who visit Yellowstone National Park come for the geysers, or more specifically for Old Faithful. However, there is another musty attraction in the park for those who have a taste for the paranormal, like me, and that is Old Faithful Inn, one of the most haunted inns in Wyoming. The inn is actually made up of two different buildings with the older part dating back to 1902. One of the reasons why the inn is said to be haunted is that one of the newer sections of the building, which is known as the West Wing, was actually built on top of some unmarked graves, completely by accident, of course. But this was nevertheless, this has nevertheless disturbed the spirits of those buried there. <clears throat> there is a wide variety of paranormal activity that is going on at the Old Faithful Inn, and a number of different apparitions are to blame. One of the more, most credible reports actually comes from a fire inspector who was able to witness firsthand the prank that one of the male spirits plays with some degree of frequency. Before his very eyes, he saw a fire extinguisher lifted out of the holder, turned around 90 degrees, and then placed back in the holder facing the wrong way. Other apparitions that have been reported include a headless bride in her white, frilly wedding gown, a male dressed as a frontiersman, a little boy who is very sad, and a woman in the 1890s style attire who likes to watch guests as they sleep. Ew, that's creepy. Oh, so that was um some haunted locations for every state. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. If you guys know of any other, if we covered your state and you've been to one of these places, let me know. I'm always interested in hearing these kinds of things. But again, hope you enjoyed. Until next time. Bye.